0: welcome to another episode of it's almost an hour with Henrik Stenson Henrik you're joining us from Sea Island Georgia the masters in the rearview mirror um, kind of a crazy week for everybody it was a little strange watching the fall masters give me your 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 first thought when you look back on the week that was uh, for you at Augusta National
1: I think it was um, I mean overall it was it was a great tournament and uh, it, it turned out... I think, really, really well, given the, the circumstances and, and everything that's been going on. So uh, I think everyone was was very happy to have a Masters in, in 2020. Uh, I think it was a bit of a tie almost between uh, the weird part of not having any fans uh, slash normally it being kind of the opening act of the golfing calendar. You know, for real, it's it's really the, the first, uh, the first major of the year normally and, and you're looking forward to a full season of, of uh, championship golf ahead of you and now all of a sudden it's, it's time to pack up and, and play another couple of weeks maybe here for, for uh, most of the guys and then then we call it uh, call it quits for, for 2020 and uh, well to be fair, I think everyone's kind of happy for, for 2020 to be over in a way sooner rather than later. And, and hopefully we can look into a brighter 2021. But uh, it, it, those were the two main things, you know, no fans and and so used to it being in April and being the start of a, of a big year. And and now it's the the finish instead. So uh, kind of mixed emotions on that. But overall, happy that, that we could we could play the Masters.
0: All right. Well, we're going to break it down a little bit. Round one, uh, you finished in the red, which we decided was a good thing. Um, what was working for you kind of in round one and what sticks out about, um, that round, you know, for me watching at home, it was interesting to see, um, a, like you said, without the patrons, because just not hearing the roars, not hearing anything. That's part of the fun of watching the broadcast is hearing something in the background and then trying to guess, uh, what it was until they show it. Um, but also just how the place looked different. You know, you could definitely tell that certain tea areas and certain greens weren't getting the light in november that they get in april uh, obviously the foliage was completely different what sticks out to you about round one
1: uh for you oh like you say there were there were no no patrons there there was i mean the atmosphere is never going to be uh anywhere near what it normally is and the kind of anticipation when you go into the first tee and walking through the lines of people and everything but you know it, it is what it is on that end and uh yeah, it was interesting. The golf course, uh, the greens were really good, uh, softer, uh, and and especially with the rains that came, uh, that made made them you know play very soft and receptive. But they were they were all in good. Putting was good on the greens, and then I think what what most players would pick up on was that the Bermuda was more prominent and and uh, had a bigger part on the when you got away from the from the greens and the fringes it was a little bit more kind of scruffy in areas and, and the overseed hadn't t- taken over like it normally does and and so on. So pitching in certain areas were a little bit more difficult maybe, but uh, all in all, I mean, with the circumstances, it was the golf course was in good shape. Uh, it was playing wet because of the rain, made it more receptive uh, and um, therefore scoring was was definitely more available and... Uh, and also i don't the sunday afternoon there that it started blowing a little bit and i didn't have to experience that because i was watching on tv like most of us but uh, um i think it was it was great conditions for for scoring and and dj obviously um, showed that by shooting 20 under and a lot of other guys played played well in in terms of scoring also and uh, for myself the first round yeah i started off probably as good as i've ever done i've i've made birdies on on two and three and had some really good chances, uh, in the next, uh, five or six holes, uh, some tricky lines and, and, uh, didn't necessarily hit bad putts, but I kind of bet on the wrong, on the wrong horse and, and shaved a couple of edges. So I turned into, uh, two under and then, um, what, what happened then? I bogeyed 10, I think, uh, and did, yeah. uh, got a birdie back somewhere and, and then made a good par save on, on uh, on the 18th and, and finish in red numbers, and despite uh, it being easy conditions, uh, I think you take uh, anything on the par is always kind of a decent score on Augusta. So fairly happy with the with the first round. Uh, then get off a bad start on Friday, uh, bogey the first two holes, 10, 11, which are tough holes, especially 11. Um, hit a bad tee shot again on 18 and ended up in the trees for a second day straight and, and made bogey on 18 so that was really where I I played my way out of the tournament for sure and not making the weekend That was on on the back nine on Friday which were my front nine I shot three over on those ones they managed to make a birdie on the second just after the turn and then we, we got called off after the third for, for darkness and, and then it was a pretty tough task to come back on Saturday morning and, and play, uh, play the last six holes. Uh, it was cold. It was playing long. I hit five wood on number four. Um, it was, uh, I hit a poor drive into the rough on five, and it was a five wood second shot on that one too. So, I mean, it played long in the morning, and and uh, I needed to make one birdie. I made the birdie on eight, uh, but I, I also made a bogey on six. So, I shot level on those six holes, which is definitely not a disaster, but I needed... One or or more under par to to play the weekend. So unfortunately, we uh, we missed out on that. And uh, just for good timing's sake, they they removed the uh, the ten shot rolled uh, ten shot rule this year. And uh, I guess I would have made it made it by the ten shot rule. But uh, yeah, twenty twenty.
0: <laughs> yeah, you uh you unquestionably would have made it uh because I I said there wouldn't be a lot of math. But yes, you were within. Ten shots, um, which is which is crazy to think that, that that's what happened. I thought it was interesting, too, Henrik, that, um, you know, a lot of times they say it's the luck of the draw, and we've seen that, you know, a lot of times more in the Open Championship than we see it at Augusta. But wouldn't it have been easier to have, instead of four as your first hole, to have, like, 14 and then still have 15, 16 kind of sitting there as opposed to, you know, four, five are, are definitely challenging holes six if you don't hit the, the right part of the green, super tough hole, Um did, did you kind of feel like it was tougher on the side of the golf course you were on?
1: Yeah, I definitely left the the hardest uh, little stretch uh, for me to finish up on. But I mean, I, like I said, I, pl- I played a bad back nine, which was the front nine on on the Friday, and and that's really where I where I um, where I made myself too much work to to finish up on Saturday morning. So I can't really blame those six holes. It was really the the first twelve holes I played on Friday that put me out of the tournament. So. Um, yeah, new week. We it's just to just to move on. We missed a bunch of cuts in a row here, so uh, you know we just got to try and get this uh, the swing a little bit better and get the long game going again. Putting was all right last week, and and uh, I certainly scrambled half decent. So uh, yeah, it was not really down to short game and and fighting spirit. There was just too many missed tee shots and and too many unforced errors uh, from from uh, decent positions that that put me me out of playing the weekend. So uh, yeah, onwards and upwards, I guess.
0: Onwards and upwards. All right, let me get a few more thoughts for you on Augusta before I let you move on Um, in our tour update here. What are your thoughts on uh, Dustin Johnson becoming uh, the Masters champion?
1: I think it was great. He played phenomenal DJs. uh, I think this was his fifth uh, uh, 54-hole lead in a, in, a, in a major championship. And, and uh, I believe it didn't convert to any of the previous four. So I think it was certainly due. He was leading at the PGA a couple of months back in San Francisco. Uh, and uh, he's had a great year. And uh, one funny thing was I, uh, before uh, going to Memphis, the WGC there in, this, uh, in, in July, uh, I was uh, back home at Nona practicing for a bit there with Pete and we're watching the, the broadcast uh, wherever they were playing and DJ just come off uh, shooting a couple of 80 rounds, I think, yeah, at Hartford. Memorial and yeah, and, uh, and and then he uh, also shot 78 and missed the cut at, at Hartford and, and they were making all these big things about And I said, I remember we, I'm in the lunchroom at Lake Nona and I said to Pete, <laughs> and then... If, if DJ now goes out and wins a couple of nice tournaments, no one's ever going to mention these two bad weeks and high scores that he shot or whatever. And, and uh, knowing DJ and his great mindset, I mean, he just shakes it off like, like it never happened. He just moves on and, and he's, he's got a great mindset in that sense. And, you know, he certainly went out. He, he won a couple of tournaments. He won the FedEx Cup. Uh, now wins the masters. no one's gonna kind of mention these uh, other than you and me obviously on the podcast, but it, it's totally forgotten. so yeah, what was big news one week there from him having a couple of bad weeks uh, that that was that was completely washed away now and and uh, a very worthy masters champion he's 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 playing great. he's got a great game and and uh, really uh, really happy for dj to win the masters.
0: Well, a lot of people are going to be saying that about you come this weekend on Sea Island. No one's going to remember these missed cuts when you, you hoist the trophy in Sea Island, right? I'm the
1: only one, though. I don't have that great mindset of the. I'll, I'll still remember them.
0: <laughs> yeah I definitely think that, that you, you you take it a little harder on yourself than he probably he probably has an easier time shaking it off than you do for sure all right speaking of shaking it off uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about high scores which you're not going to like me for later in the show but uh, tiger made a 10 number 12 I don't know if you've heard people reported it um, but what really impressed me was the way he bounced back the rest of the round because I will tell you if I made a number 10 on that hole uh, I would I would not have made birdie on the next hole Um Probably because of my lack of ability. Um,
1: but Yeah, I was gonna say it doesn't matter what, what you made on number twelve, you you would never make a birdie regardless on number thirteen.
0: Thank you. I appreciate and that. And you
1: wouldn't you wouldn't even get the chance to make a ten. So That's it's, true. Uh, when when you don't I play don't know, while you, we're you having you, while we're having this discussion.
0: Okay. Well, I appreciate <laughs> the kindness that you continue to show me. But were you were you impressed by the way Tiger Tiger fought back the rest of the round, or is that just Tiger being Tiger?
1: Yeah, I mean he's again if we're talking mental game and and I mean his his mind has always been his his strongest asset I think. I mean uh, yeah, the best player in the world uh, for 20 years uh, plus, but uh, I mean great mind and uh, to be able to to kind of shake it and just finish off um uh, like the like the true champion he is uh, with I, I believe he made five birdies and lost six holes after right so yeah um that was that was a great great finish and uh, uh it, it certainly takes away a little bit of that uh, that bad taste that that a ten on that hole will uh, will leave you but um, I mean it obviously destroyed the week but it', it, it still kind of uh just shows uh, shows character and and um you know, his greatness kind of in that sense too.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Our, our buddy Justin Ray, you know, confirmed Tiger made the 10 on the hold. His highest score ever on any hole at the Masters his previous high was an 8, done twice. Also, it's crazy. It's the third time since 2013 the defending champion made a 10. Sergio made a 13. I remember that in 2018 on the 15th hole and Bubba made a 10 on the 12th hole on Sunday as well in 2013 after winning. Um, it's it's pretty pretty crazy stuff. What would your mindset have been after making, uh,
1: you don't want to know what my mindset would be like, but, uh, I guess that's the golfing gods. Then they, they, they give you a green jacket one year and then they say, okay, you come back here. We're going to teach you another lesson. You're going to, you're going to wrap up some, some pretty, pretty big numbers here after, after having success the previous years. I remember Sergio's I stood, uh, I stood up there behind uh, at the drive watching him spin all those wedges into the, <laughs> uh, into the lake on, on 15. and yep. i tell you, it, it didn't make that second shot more inviting. I was like, just get this one over because I don't want to stand there and hit wedges. So I went no. for the green in two and, and, um, and got it over the water uh, straight away. I didn't want to have a wedge shot after watching Sergio hit three oh, or four in the blame. water.
0: Yeah, that was crazy to watch. I remember it well. Um, November versus May. Do you have any sort of like, I mean, I think you said it pretty well at the top that obviously what makes the Masters one of the things that makes it so special is it's the start and now it's the finish, but just in terms of, of the golf course itself, um, any thoughts on November versus May well, or is it just, it's a one-time yeah, it, it, thing.
1: And Yeah, we, we hope it's a one-time thing. Um, uh, it was kind of cool to have experienced it and, and, uh, it had a totally different feel for for all the obvious reasons, but uh, yeah, I mean, you, you see it in in fall uh, colors and and no flowers and and all of that, and uh, uh, yeah, you can never say that the golf course is presented as neatly and as as you know manicured as it is in April uh, uh, for those reasons as well. You have the Bermuda grass; it doesn't go dormant. Because of the temperature, and I think it's been exceptionally warm as well, and and then it's not enough time for the overseas to really grow in that properly. So, it's just hard to present the golf course in in immaculate condition as you can in April in November. But all in all, it held up great. The golf course played well, and uh, we had a different tournament, but a great tournament. So, um, yeah, I think we 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 can sum it up as a as a success.
0: And you're excited Except to go back play- there.
1: Yeah, except uh, Yeah, we can sum it up as an uh, as a success, except my play. But I get another chance in April, so uh, yeah, I'll try and try and. Uh, do you like that?
0: Do Do you like knowing that it's so soon that that you you know you're literally six months away from going back there again?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think that'll be good. Uh, be fresh in our minds, and and uh, uh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to try my best to, uh, to bring some proper game this time so we can we can do a good tournament.
0: Okay. Well, if you need anyone to practice with between now and yes. then there, just let me know. Let me know. Always happy to help you out. All right, Henrik. Um, last week we talked, or two weeks ago, we talked about uh, Go For It, Hank. Um, and we encouraged everyone to go to www.goforithank.com and buy... Um, your book, uh, a lot of the money is going to charity. And if you, you know, entered the book, you are also, if you bought the book, you were also entered in a competition for a prize pack of some Callaway prizes and some Henrik Stenson eyewear. And I'm happy to say that Thomas Blumgren is our first winner, Henrik. Uh, we are excited to say the contest is still going on. So if you go to Com. And uh, by the book, you will be entered in. We will announce on our next podcast in two weeks' time another winner. That's pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great. I mean, it's, it's all for a good cause. Uh, uh, it's getting closer to Christmas, so it might be a good little Christmas present for for, uh, for some of the grandkids or kids um, yeah, to read bedtime stories for a good cause, and you can win some cool prizes. So uh, congrats to, to Thomas for, for being the first winner.
0: Yeah, I bought one, Henrik, and I'm sending it to you for uh, the holidays, but uh, I don't think I'm eligible to win. We'll get you, price. Don't worry. Oh, this is exciting. And also, those of you who sent in your golfing nightmares, we have not forgotten about you. Uh, We are going to go over some of the golfing nightmares on the next show. We didn't want to do it on this show because there's just so much to talk about uh, with the Masters and everything, but we will get to them. But now we are going to get to my favorite segment of the show, uh, Ask the Iceman, where you get to go to Henrik's social channels, ask questions uh, and you get a free t-shirt that says you asked the Iceman. Henrik, how many t-shirts do you think you would have handed out at Augusta National last week? Cause there were a few people who were inside. How many people just asked you a question and instead of answering them, you could have just handed them a t-shirt.
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, there were, there were some people around and, and uh, I mean, it was very limited. So uh, yeah, I don't think we would have had to hand out that many t-shirts. So don't worry about that.
0: Good. Do you think, uh, do you think that we need to um i don't know let's just get to the questions all right first one josh Josher. outside of the chance to slip on a green jacket what are the things you particularly look forward to each year during the masters a lot of these questions were sent in prior to play we're just getting to them now because we didn't talk last week so that's why we're asking these but what else do you look for? Is it, like do you look forward to the sandwiches the food the the playing the golf course what what is it
1: yeah i think uh i mean this year was supposed to be a bit special because I was bringing my kids up they they haven't been there for uh for a good good number of years my older kids were there and we we did the par three and so on back in the day and then it's just been kind of treating it as as business here for a number of years and and uh, uh the the kids haven't been been coming up and and now my my uh, my middle boy, Carly, plays a lot of golf, so he was excited to go. So obviously, disappointment, and uh, wanted to have them out for the Part three tournament and everything. So that that was the thing I was looking forward to the most this year. We were gonna do do that whole Part three Wednesday afternoon thing uh, as a family, and and that didn't happen. So uh, you know, fingers crossed that that we can do that in April instead, and and uh, and have a good. Good part three tournament with the kids. Um, I mean, the food's great that week. They look after us great in the clubhouse and and so on. Um, I think they've most years they've had this lobster roll that I kind of enjoy. I'm not much of a of a of a cheese lover, so uh, the uh, the cheese sandwiches are, are not really that high on my list. But I know a lot of other people like them.
0: Yeah. Adam Burleson wanted to know what your favorite sandwich is while you're at Augusta. I'll go out of order. I'm I'm an egg salad person. Um,
1: that, I think that's we need I to tell from. Adam that, uh, uh, I mean, your favorite sandwich is the one that your wife or partner presents to you. That's always the mm-hmm. favorite sandwich. Yeah. That's, that's a good advice to give Adam, but... Uh,
0: <laughs> well, he I did know. say that uh, while you're at Augusta. So if okay. your wife isn't All with right. you at Augusta and you have to pull a sandwich out of there, you go in the barbecue or you go in the chicken sandwich or you go in
1: the, you said not the pimento and cheese, uh, but the eggs Yeah, out. I'll go with the, I'll go with the, uh, with the chicken, then chicken salad. All right.
0: Excellent. All right. Uh, Pontus Unroth wants to know, of course, it was sad playing without spectators. Uh, were there any advantages to competing at an empty uh, November Augusta?
1: I think, uh, well, one that came to mind, that would have been Cameron Smith, uh, his second shot into, into 15 yesterday that I saw he had a big hook with a fairway mm-hmm. wooden and that would have most likely clipped the grandstand and gone <laughs> in the pond if, uh, yeah. if everyone was sitting in their normal spot or someone would have needed to, um, very rapidly try and find a dentist on a Sunday afternoon in, in Augusta because that thing was <laughs> hooking quickly and, and with pace. So, uh. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, in general, I think it's just uh, as a player, we, we really miss the atmosphere. But like we talked about here on this uh, on on the previous episode about the U.S. Open, uh, I think energy-wise, it's it's less draining, and and you can be more effective with your practice and moving around the property and so on when there's uh, when there's not that many people. And uh, the Masters have a have a very strict uh, autograph policy as well, so you're only allowed to ask autographs down by the range and the putting green. So out on the course, we we don't, uh, we don't get asked to sign and, and, and so on. Otherwise, I mean, practice rounds at Augusta, you almost have to, to calculate two and a half to sometimes even three hours to play nine holes. So if you're going to start adding signing for half an hour, 45 minutes out on the golf course, on top of that, the days just get so long. So I know and I mean, we want, to, we want to give back to the fans and, and especially the young ones and, and we try and stop by as much as we can, but it's, it's hard when you're moving around and trying to get all the different things in as well. So th- those, kind of, those things are kind of, kind of uh, flowing a little bit easier these days uh, without the crowds. But um, I said that before as well, we'd, we'd, we'd happily switch that back. But if there's one, yeah. one thing that, that varies, uh, that would be the time management is a little bit easier.
0: Yeah, and I thought uh, the only time where I really saw as a huge disadvantage was when uh, Bryson lost his ball to the left of three, I believe. Uh, if there would have been patrons there, someone would have found it. Yeah, it and, especially, them.
1: yeah and, and, and especially now with the soft conditions, I, I didn't see his shot, but I could, did it plug or did it go in the it,
0: bushes? It, it completely plugged in and no one could find it.
1: Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the and that's probably as much because it was so wet after the rain. Yeah. So, uh, but it would have hit people. That comes... There would have been
0: people standing right there. So, so it would have yeah, definitely. That
1: would have seen yeah. where, where it plugged and you could have found it. And with a new rule yeah. of three minutes compared to five minutes, it's correct. If you're not sure where, where it went down and, and given the speed and the length mm-hmm. that, that Bryson hits it, I mean, you, you normally the, the reason why you don't find a golf ball is because you're looking in the wrong place. So, it's. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you, you might be 20 yards out there when you're looking for it and then you've got no chance when it's when it's buried in the ground.
0: That's a profound statement. The reason you don't usually find a golf ball is you're looking in the wrong place. Things you only hear on this podcast. Uh, our next one, Henrik, is from Peter Federo. What, uh, everyone's asking about food. I mean, do they think all you do is they think you're more like a competitive <laughs> eater than a golfer? What on-course what on-cour snacks were in your bag last week? Oh my goodness, people.
1: They they, they probably... uh. They probably expect me to to show up at some hot dog competitions since yeah, they don't make the exactly. cuts. So maybe I can maybe I can do some hot dog competition on the weekend. I mean, you say this every week you ha- you have power <laughs>
0: bars in there, you have protein bars, you maybe have a little bit of fruit, right? You didn't do anything different because it's the Masters, did you?
1: No, it wasn't. Uh, got these gluten free uh, products that that I use on the golf course. Uh, some fruit and um, yeah, some nuts. It, it's always good as well to have a bit of a. Yeah. Like a trail mix uh, with you, so yeah, that, it's just kind of the normal stuff. And and uh, because we have such great service uh, in the locker room, uh, you can always make sure that you 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 filled up uh, before you head out and, and start practicing or playing. So uh, yeah, Agreed. that that helps as well to to kind of be prepared. And and then I would probably say that I might eat a little bit less. Uh, at times on the golf course uh, when you can time it uh, perfectly before you before you head out. Yeah, it'd be weird if you had like five lobster rolls with a bag. <laughs> I that don't think that's the weird. best. I don't think that's the best idea.
0: No. All right. Craig Innes wants to know if a scratch handicapped golfer were to tee it up on the last day of the Masters, let's say from the professional tees, what do you think they would shoot
1: and why? I'd think... Uh, a pretty solid scratch golfer would shoot somewhere between a ninth and a hundred.
0: Okay.
1: I, agree I think it's, uh, um, I mean, other people who have had the privilege to play Augusta and the play from the more the normal tees, mm-hmm. it's actually, it's fairly gentle T2 green. It, all the trouble kind of comes when you get closer to the greens, but when you start adding the length that we play it as well, then the, the clubs you're gonna have left and and all the lack of experience and knowing where you can be and not be and, and being used to putting on these quite undulated uh slopy greens and yeah uh, I mean it's just gonna be uh it's gonna be a fun mix of bogeys and doubles and and others uh coming in there and a few parts obviously but it's uh yeah it's 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 tough even for a scratch golfer that hasn't seen that and played it in those conditions it's uh yeah my guess would be mid mid 90s to high 90s yeah
0: and i think so much is made um if you read about it about how they mow from the green to the tee i don't know if they do that the rest of the year um where where you know you're just not getting any roll. and if you're if you're you know a big hitter and you're used to getting all this roll on on your shot you're not going to get that there uh, and then of course, like you said, you're just gonna have longer approaches into greens that are not used to receiving those. Uh Philip Delpierre wants to know do you have a favorite hole at Augusta National and why? On the other hand, is there one you always feel anxious about and why? Good question.
1: Yeah, I think um I mean the the third hole is is quite a fun one because it, it changes so much due to due to the pin position. Uh, the one down the left-hand side there you saw on the on sunday it's um you know you've got different strategies some guys are bombing it off the tee some guys are laying up to have more of an aerial view with the with a wedge uh, and try and spin the ball down there to the pin and and so on so you yeah i think the third hole is is a fun one because it's, it's one of the shorter holes on the golf course and um uh, and uh, it still gives you a lot of options, and uh, the pin position also plays a big part in your strategy and the conditions and so on. So, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'm, I'm kind of keen to say number number three as a as a fun hole. All right, and what's one and that the, you the do second, not look forward to? Yeah, I think uh, I think eleven is probably the hole that you would get a lot of lot of uh, players saying that they don't look forward to it's a long hole it's uh, mm-hmm. it's not super tight but it's a, it's a good driving hole and oft after uh, kind of making a making a good pass off the tee and getting that part out of the way then you're left with anything from a 4 iron to a 6 iron normally up there and and uh, hitting down to to this kind of kidney-shaped green with the water on the left and and the bailout is not a great place either to, to end up. So it's, it's just a hard hole uh, all the way from the beginning um, and, and especially when it got lengthened. I don't know if that's eight, ten mm-hmm. years ago, it got lengthened yeah. quite a lot. So uh, yeah, that, that's one of the tougher ones. And uh, I think second shot into 13, if you had a good tee ball on 13, you're always standing in a, in a unless you whip a monster drive around the corner, which uh, we haven't done too many times. Uh, you're always standing on this side hill lie with a long iron, and uh, left is no good and right is no good, and it's just it do, it doesn't really set up for for success. The whole the whole kind of thing sets up more for failure, and and it's just uh, it's just something you've got to be committed and and go in there and, and hit a good swing and and. Uh, make sure you start the ball in the right place really
0: and going back to what you said about 11 do, do you go driver or three wood there
1: uh i did one of each actually this time um i had the uh, driver on on friday uh he was playing uh shorter on side so three with five iron on on the thursday in the middle mm-hmm. of the green and then on on friday hit driver but then I just missed it a couple of yards too far right and it got stuck in the rough there and I had to hit uh, like a low cut with a four and that. Uh, I hit a good shot and landed just short of the green and normally that would have skidded on to the middle of the green and I, I most likely would have made a, a fairly easy par but because it was wet, it, it plugged yeah. uh, short of the green and then I hit a bit of a clumsy chip and and uh, I made five. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that was... That was not the worst hole I think 10 I bogeyed both days and 13 I didn't make a birdie uh, out of the two days I mean there's certainly holes uh that kind of stand out that that cost me more than others
0: all right Henrik our last question on Ask the Iceman is from John Eden and we're getting back to food again what would your menu be for a champion's dinner he also <laughs> says good luck
1: yeah, thank you. I'll take the good luck for this week here at uh, at Sea Island, Island. instead yeah. and, uh, or, uh, or or Masters in April, one, one of the two. Um, but uh, didn't we discuss this at an earlier episode? Last episode, there would be Swedish meatballs. I, I think we did. We,
0: we said that, but I think yeah. people thought you were joking. And I yeah, think people don't I'm know not, you well enough joking. to say you're not joking. You actually would, sir. No, no, no.
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. It would be uh, Swedish meatballs. It couldn't be anything else. So. There you have it again, uh, Swedish meatballs, um, no question about it.
0: Okay, so now we know you're serious about it. All right, uh, we we're going to do a tour story here, and uh, you you made the, the comment because um, I asked you before we started recording here about Tigers number 10, and you're like, well, I made an eight on number 18. Um, do you want a little recap of that, or do you, you kind of remember it?
1: Uh no, I I remember it. Like I said, I have a harder time uh, forgetting things than DJ, I believe. So uh yeah, yeah I, I was uh, I was actually I think I was leading. This was the first round. I was leading off the off the nine. I had Correct. a great start, made uh made Eagle, I think, both on number two and number eight, if I don't uh, You made Eagles at two
0: and eight and you birdied five, ten and fifteen.
1: Yeah, so that was a pretty good uh, pretty good start to the uh to the Masters and then we get to 18, and I hit this pull, and it clips the trees on the left, and it goes down. And I'm in a little bit of a bad spot, but I'm I'm trying to uh, trying to squeeze an iron up there, I believe, and, and it just kind of scoots along the ground. Um, yeah. Or if I had to chip out first, I wow, well, it's well, a long time so, ago. So from
0: what from what I from what I recall um you you kind of had a little bit of a crooked drive and you were kind of in in the trees but it was playable you punched out but you failed to advance it beyond the pine straw and you were kind of in a in a bad spot where all the fans had been walking Uh, that's right you called a a rules official over you called a rules official over and they said you had to play it so you hit a four iron
1: yeah and then i just like fist that one up there yeah it went about 100 yards and then I hit the fourth, it was a back pin, and then I did the uh, correct the mistake that you don't want to do. And I, before they changed, uh, the back of the green is not as severe as it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I hit it over the green and that's that was completely dead. And then I chipped it back in a roll down and three putter, I think, to make an eight.
0: Yeah, you, you your first chip, I think, stayed up there. And then you chipped it down and then you, uh, it was a nice putt for eight though. And the worst part about this whole experience in my opinion, is it was your
1: birthday. See, how can I mean, you have that much that much how uh, can, horrible things happen to you on your birthday?
0: Yeah, it just seemed like you went all the way from from leading the 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 tournament to one under. So at least you were still under par at that point. Um, but what's it, it's absolutely absolutely crazy. You were the seventh player to make an eight on uh, on that hole at at the time.
1: Lovely. Yeah. Everybody loves so a the snowman. Right. Everyone loves the snowman. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, there's a tour story. Uh, only positive stuff because we're trying to get you into a good uh, set of mind. So for the mental game,
1: I guess the first question is, how do you forget what I just made you remember?
0: <laughs> Have you figured well, that one out yet?
1: No, I, I think I got too good of a memory, but it's, uh, it's obviously about not letting it affect you. And, and uh, yeah, it's, I mean that's the the good and, and the bad thing here. I mean, we, yeah, we have gotta leave it behind. It's a new week, new tournament. So uh, sometimes it's uh, it's good to to play the week after when you when you're having a week or a couple of weeks where you're not happy with the game because it gives you another chance. The downside obviously can be that you just kind of carry on in the same footsteps and and um, and and you're not playing well and you just keep on drilling yourself into into the ground. So. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We've got two more tournaments to go this year and, and we'll see if we can pick up some positive vibes and and uh, and start hitting the ball a little bit better and get some confidence because uh, that's certainly uh, lacking at the moment.
0: Do majors take longer, though, to kind of move on from than, I don't want to call them regular tournaments, but, but just, just standard tour stops? Are majors harder to move on from?
1: I think, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty realistic about things. I mean, I've, I've struggled with my game here and, and, uh, haven't, you know, played, played good since, uh, since I really came back here. And, and, uh, I was fighting hard in San Francisco, Mr. Cup, I won. I was fighting hard here, Mr. Cup, I won. I mean, I can't be 40, 50% of my capacity and, and try and compete. I mean, then you're always going to be lingering around the cut line at best. And that's what I've done here. A lot of tournaments and, and, uh, and then then it doesn't work out so i need to uh, i just need to get my game in, in better states and and that's the only thing i can focus about not really about results i know i can play with the best and against the best uh, when i'm playing good but i'm i'm not playing good at the moment so it's all about uh, trying to change that
0: all right well it's time for the final word where we're going to make one great prediction we've not been doing well on these predictions lately let's let's just be
1: i i have to i have to disagree a little bit though cuz at least we picked up on on, uh, on So So. We thought it was going to be a West Coast guy winning, and Cantley was a West Coast boy. And we did. and, and uh, in Vegas, we thought a few of the guys there, and, and uh, Jason Cookrack, that I played yeah. with last week, he, he's sponsored by uh, by MGM, MGM and, yeah. and and spends a lot of time there. So I, I think we've been kind of there and thereabouts. So, I mean, my particular. But we haven't had that big week, win.
0: We haven't had no, that one no. where, we're, where we're super. Did you mention to Jason Kokrak how pleased we were that, that he made us look good on, on your podcast, or did that not come up?
1: That did not come up. I, I told him Gosh. I was pleased for him to win, though. Um, but I don't That was don't think probably he, nicer he, to say. He, yeah, I don't think he cares about our podcast. But um, I think uh, we have a lot of uh, home... Uh, players this week here at, at sea island a lot of players that make uh make this their home and i'm sure they played this golf course or these golf courses because it's mm-hmm. played over two courses the first two days and then right. you play uh, you play the uh, the one course over the weekend so uh, i'm pretty sure they played here hundreds of times and, and they're going to be at a big advantage uh, over the rest of the field so uh, i wouldn't be surprised to to see uh, see some of the local boys uh, Contending, of course, and and uh, and uh, maybe winning. Okay. Well, I'm going to go a different direction. Uh, I'm going to
0: say top twenty for you this week. I think that uh, uh, I did some statistical analysis, and I think that your ability to ball strike from those longer approaches, because that that's what you find on some of the holes there, is is going to stand up. Because I think you're right. I think you are putting well, and Augusta just not a lot of people make tons of putts. So I'm predicting a. Uh, I don't want to go. You know, put too much pressure on you and, and say like a win or something like that. But I'm just gonna I'm gonna slide in there with a nice top twenty for you this week.
1: All right, sounds good. Uh, you you kind of take in the strategy, or if you keep on betting on on red at the casino, eventually you'll you'll be right.
0: Eventually, eventually, yeah. and 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 for the record, for next year's Masters in April, I'm picking Tommy Fleetwood.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did, he did pretty well. I don't know where he, he finished up though. I didn't. Uh, ex- uh, he was top ten, wasn't he?
0: Uh, he was. Uh, the outfit certainly wasn't on Sunday. He looked like the Hamburglar. But other than that, uh, outstanding, uh, outstanding play by him for sure. All right, Henrik, that is almost an hour. We appreciate the time as always. This one's going to be up a little bit earlier. We're going to get this one up uh, right away so everyone can hear your reaction to Augusta. Uh, and uh, look, that, that's why we do this, to get your fans uh, the, the chance to hear from you right after these major tournaments. Um, can you just briefly go through so you're playing this week and then when when are people going to be able to see you again
1: and then I play the deeper world tour championship in Dubai which is uh, uh, I think that starts on the 10th of December yeah so I'll All be right. finishing up my season on the 13th of December in Dubai and have a Christmas break in, in Sweden and uh, then start up again in, in the far east uh, in January so it'd be a bit of a short turnaround but yeah uh, Looking forward to uh, to a bit of, bit of cold weather. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll just uh, look forward into 2021.
0: All right. Well, stay safe out there. Go in the house right now and see whatever Poulter's cooking and uh, eat as much of it as you can. Uh, or unless you have some of those lobster rolls in the bag, I would eat those quick because they're probably not going to last much longer than this. Uh, Thanks, uh, everybody, actually, for listening.
1: Thank you. Okay. We got shepherd's pie from, uh, from Terry, Ian's uh, caddy. So I'm looking oh. forward to that.
0: Great. If you just save me a slice, uh, I'm sure it'll reheat up well next time we see each other. Thanks everybody for listening. Almost an hour with Henrik Stenson. Henrik, I will give you the final word as always.
1: Yeah. Thank you. Stay safe. That's all we can say.